0: Well, hello, listeners. This is the Women in Pop podcast, and my name is Jet Tattersall. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Now, so much has happened in the world of women in pop since we last spoke. Most importantly, the release of issue six of Women in Pop magazine, which is out in shops across the world right now. The incredible Lady Gaga is on the cover, and inside we have a 10-page feature on Gaga's amazing career – Plus, we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Madonna's Like a Prayer album by looking back at the making of and impact of this iconic masterpiece, and not to mention interviews with Banana Arba, Julia Jacqueline, Olympia, Maya, Grace Carter, and a whole lot more. It is on sale now. To find a retailer, go to womeninpop.com forward slash retailers, or to buy online and have a copy delivered directly to your door. Go to womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe. Now it is time to welcome today's guest. Her music is a gorgeous blend of dream pop, electro, synth and indie. She is a voice that is out of this world and makes some of the most beautiful music videos we have ever seen, hands down. She is fresh from the United Kingdom on a whistle-stop visit to our shores, and we are so thrilled she has made time to drop by our studio because we salute her. It is the absolutely wonderful Millie Turner. Hello, Millie, and welcome to Women in Pop. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Now, first off, from one rock in the sea to another big one in the ocean, what are you getting up to while you're here in Australia? Oh,
1: man, it's been the most amazing. I've been here for two and a half weeks already and it's been incredible. Um, I was in Adelaide doing a lot of songwriting for, yeah, I think it was like 14 days of just making and creating stuff constantly. It was a very intense but incredible experience.
0: Did you pick Adelaide specifically as the songwriting <laughs> inspiration boy? Well, my world?
1: producer, um, he moved from uh, London, so he was like 10-minute walk away from my house and then he moved to the other side of the world. So I've I visited him
0: there. It wasn't like come
1: over. Oh, by the way, I live in Adelaide now. I know. It was like from ten minutes to twenty-four hours. It was a big jump, but um, no, it's it's it was amazing. I think it's it's incredible writing in a place that is so beautiful and so. Um, like the landscape there is insane like vineyards everywhere so it was it was really amazing experience do you feel like it changed what you were writing compared to writing oh yeah for sure everything was way more positive like in london like we were we were underneath an old church which is pretty cool to be fair but our view was a brick wall, and we're in this little cramped space. And I think it does—it does make a difference when you have suddenly this beautiful sunset, and you're writing to the to the sun almost. I have a feeling your new EP is going to sound very Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will find out. You
0: will find out. Um, So, your songs and videos, I mean, like I said, they just get better and better. We here at Women in Pop were up to attention with Underwater in 2017, and then I was steadfast sold with She Was a Dancer, and your latest release, Swimming Pool, has us planning a tattoo tribute. Can I just say, (laughs) our breathing makes sirens as the water washes over our healing bones. (laughs) Poetry. Can we just play that now? Here is Swimming Pool. Now, Minik, can you talk me through the story or the inspiration of this track? Yeah,
1: of course. Um, okay, so I don't know this this. This song kind of came from this story that I made after I came back from this incredible weekend away with some friends. Um, And it was a really bizarre trip because we ended up up in this, um, it was like this old Tudor building in the middle of the country and it had like red bricks and it was beautiful. And I wrote this story about these kids that arrive and at this location um, and I wanted to like capture like kind of the contrast of this huge, like massive mansion, almost like a palace that kind of represents a lot of like, I don't know, superiority and dominance. And then these kids that kind of completely destroy this place and like get very offended by its dominance and start like, you know, breaking the windows, setting fire, and like the red bricks just turn to flames. And then the story kind of turns into how this this they make this massive monster this this house it's now on fire and they're running away from the house and they're running away from this massive fire that's kind of chasing them and spreading um and then they find the swimming pool and they dive in and they just just as soon as the flames like go over the swimming pool and they're just sitting there like they're safe and they can kind of escape so i think swimming pool and that's where the swimming pool song takes place in that swimming pool um so that's kind of the story behind the whole song, yeah.
0: Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I mean, thank you so much. <laughs> again, we're back in water. I mean, your songwriting, it is being compared to. I'm just gonna say the Queen of all things wonderful, Bjork. Like,
1: hello. hello. <laughs> oh my like, god, when I heard that, that. That touched me so much. (laughs) She's insane. She's amazing. (laughs)
0: Like, ultimate insane. But I can see why. I mean, do you have a process when it comes to creating your music, uh, something that inspires the creativity in you? Mm. Um, I know that you're very musical, but you're also a story writer. Can you talk me through your creative process, both musically and the lyrical poetry?
1: Oh, yeah. I think, um, I don't know, I think a lot of it comes from the most mundane things. You know, it's not like I've... I wake up and I see something extraordinary I think some things are so subtle and they just kind of make you want to want to capture it in some way and I'm awful at like capturing it in in just the conversation I need to do it in another way and I think you know through lyrics and music and sounds I think there's so many ways you can communicate to people a moment which I that's what I try and do yeah (laughs) that's
0: Gorgeous. Well, your music, it does, it leans itself to this offbeat, experimental, yes, like sort of at the same time, it's inclusive and it's fun, which I
1: love. Yeah. it's it, it, everyone wants a party.
0: Everyone <laughs> wants to come to the party. And I actually think it's a delicate line to walk. Not many people can do it. Is that someone that's always in the back of the mind when you're working with your producer and you're getting this track out, like the accessibility? Or are you simply just writing what you love and what you want to dance to and no field of dreams-ish, if you make it, they will come?
1: I think it's a balance. On one hand, like, you really want to connect to people and you want people to... You want to be able to dance with someone. You don't want to be dancing by yourself. But at the same time, I think... Sometimes I want to make something that not people... People don't expect, you know? I want to surprise people and that involves... Just being able to do it kind of for yourself and, you know, I think it's a balance, yeah. Does that, does that answer? No,
0: does that you... works. But also, you know, you can dance on your own. You did it.
1: For sure. <laughs> I have to say that. No, you can dance on your own. Absolutely, I think like it's important that you're able to involve people. But I could dance on my own all night.
0: <laughs> Robin made a massive hit about doing just that. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna like that. That is a one of the references of a new song that I was writing last really week.
0: Can. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask you, what are your first memories of music? What what role did music um, play in your childhood? Like with artists you liked, what instruments you? you took to or instruments you were curious with yeah
1: i think that's a really good question i am because i didn't sing really until two years ago i was a piano player first and i love piano and i used to compose all like by myself i did grades for a bit but grades suck because who wants to do grades but i loved composing and i loved doing my own thing but it was always for myself i didn't really share it with anyone um apart from um my parents like this church that where the um where the studio is actually underneath, I used to go there all the time, and they're kind of like um a community where creativity is really like um encouraged and they I used to do during the service I would go up and like you know everyone would be like, "Oh maybe you should do some composing?" and I used to do that. I used to just play piano for like ten minutes, and everyone in the room would just sit there and have to listen to me play the piano and I think those kind of um that i think that community in that space really helped me um explore what you can do in music in a setting that was so safe and so welcoming Um, but I didn't take it seriously I just thought no I just I couldn't do that you know so I think the two last two years I've really grown into something which has been terrifying but also incredible and so empowering and I've really enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) I think they were actually lucky like I've uh, had the should we say fortune of listening to a lot of church songs in my childhood. Oh, so yeah. having it having a nice ten minute penny really turner moment, I think, oh would be God. more than
1: <laughs> This I would have been like twelve. I don't know how much how good I was then, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can I
0: just go back to your childhood? Yes. Your first single, Underwater, um, it's so raw and so beautiful. And there's this You've got this strong voice, but it's a strong voice of youth. I don't want to go too heavy on that, but there's this strength and newness to your voice, which at first listen completely explains why you yourself have become the voice for your generation of game changers. Um, Can we just play Underwater now as well? come about from writing it to getting it to us was there a point you know when you realised with this song yes this is it I can do this
1: um, so this is the first song I wrote ever it was the first so I just went into the room and this is a day after Trump's election so ever, I was like oh shit (laughs) oh shit this is not good (laughs) and um, we were like we need to write something that is a little bit more positive than what we've heard Um, and that's kind of where it came from and I think it was a song of like need and um, wanting to make something that would uplift myself and us in that moment but also other people yeah
0: no but it totally resonates it really (laughs) it's gorgeous thank you underwater and now your latest single swimming pool the water often appears also in your music videos as well as in your song titles what is your fascination with water?
1: <laughs> I know. This is like a thing. I'm, I'm not even a good swimmer. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> awful swimmer. <laughs> like, I think it's something about the water which I just, I find incredible. Like, how many different forms water takes. Like, rain to like lakes to then the ocean to storms like it's i feel like it replicates so many different emotions that you you know like you look at a lake and you instantly feel a certain peace and then you look at a storm and you're like fuck that's terrifying and i just think that is it just captures the broadness of humanity's emotions and ability to to feel and i think that's really um telling and i i don't know i also think yeah i i just the ocean is so vast and huge and there's so much we don't know about it and that kind of freaks me out but I think it's kind of like a reminder of how much we don't know and how much there is to learn, which is also I think is an important thing to know.
0: Have you had a chance to get to the ocean here in Australia while you're here? I
1: have. It's terrifying. Dude, it? I I know. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. And I was on the plane. I came in yesterday. Oh wow, that's weird. Um but yeah, um I came in yesterday and it was sunny and the ocean we were flying over the ocean and it was a clear sky and we could just see how fucking huge it was. It was, it was yeah, I love it. I think it's um It's a cool thing. (laughs) It's a, it's a,
0: yeah, it's an entity. It's gorgeous, and I love hearing that in your song. So well done. Mm -hmm. Now you posted on Instagram recently that you were recording in the studio, as we spoke about your debut album. Very exciting. Are the songs now complete? And you know, not to be too vague,
1: what kind of sounds can we (laughs) expect to hear on the album? Oh my god, I'm really I've. Like, it's been the most amazing two weeks. I, like, finishing it, we were both crying and like, oh my God. Because it is, you just go through such an intense experience. And we just wanted to create something that was interesting or weird. And so we were really playing around with sounds. They're all very... Um, yeah, they're fun and I just, I really can't wait to share them with the world. But I can't say too much.
0: No, that's fine. I like yes. this. We're proud, we're excited and we're experimenting. <laughs> this, is,
1: this is a mantra for everyone.
0: Now, there are elements of synth-pop, whimsical folk, and I'm almost going to say a classical tinkling of a little jazz piano occasionally mm, to your like music. That. I
1: love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your musical style?
1: Oh, I don't know. I hate like putting it in like a box, which people love doing. And I'm like, no, please don't do that. Don't to my say music. books. Just give me power words. Okay, power words. Um, powerful, <laughs> alternative, in interesting, and absorbing. I think absorbing is a good. I want pe- I want people to become absorbed. I like a bit of escapism. I think when you hear a song and you feel like you just become absorbed by it. That's like the best feeling, so I'd like to think it's absorbing.
0: You should actually be asking me that question. Like, how do you feel about my? <laughs> <laughs> you're right, it's encompassing and very much like being at the bottom of a swimming pool.
1: Mm. It's, oh. your Your music
0: <laughs> is, when I listen to it, it's like, this is going to sound creepy, you're all around me. Like, there are so many levels yeah. to oh, the song, well, which is really beautiful. And then when we see your videos and we see how much... You put into it from so many levels, which I think is why you're doing what you're doing. You're staying true to what you love and people are just gravitating towards it because there's this honesty. Mm. So thank you. Rock on. (laughs) Is there one classic song from any genre that you could pick that you would love to cover, collaborate or put a spin on?
1: Love Me or Leave Me by Nina Simone. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. But honestly, I don't think I could do it justice. So, hmm. if not, <laughs> which I probably wouldn't be able to do because she's amazing, um, Crazy by Niles Barkley. Ooh. Yeah. I think that song is insane and I want to hold it. <laughs> Have you had a play with that yourself? Oh, yeah. I, I love that song. I love covering it because I think it's so, like... um. Yeah, it's just a really sick song, <laughs> Mister Barkley. If you're listening, I've yes, got... please, please <laughs> <laughs> come to my studio. We can make music together. <laughs> I'll bring you tea.
0: We'll <laughs> make tea and biscuits. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I want to know what drives your music. You write the music, the lyrics, and you're also heavily involved in the direction of your videos. Uh, listeners, do check out Millie's killer rug cutting in "She Was a Dancer." By the way, um, what is it that drives all of this creativity?
1: mm I think um there's a lot of things I never know how to say, and I really there and I feel like saying it through music is so powerful, and I feel like I can get it across through that the most efficiently and I think that's that's kind of what drives me I wanna be able to say something in Almost another language. Music is another language, technically. Like it and I, I love communicating through that. And that's something that I don't know how to say in words. That
0: makes absolute sense. <laughs> it's a perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we've talked about how your music is so accessible and it's because you're speaking from the heart, you're speaking with honesty, you're you're singing, you're saying the things that you've not been able to express any other way, mm. and that clearly resonates with the listeners. Being such an accessible and honest role model for the cheer squad of Movers and Shakers out there, what is the message, if any, that you want to put out into the world through your music and through your presence?
1: I want to give people um, a voice to believe and a voice to create. And I want people to feel something. I think it can be... Easily, I don't know, I sometimes I feel so numb in how uh, people express themselves and so I just, I really want to like kind of make some sort of feeling come out of anyone.
0: <laughs> let people let go or yeah. encourage
1: people to let I think go. letting go is a really good word actually. I think people hold on so much and there's almost a, a certain fear which I definitely feel and... I mean that's why I make music because it enables me to let go and I think it's important that other people are kind of given given a chance as well. But yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's always hard, I think, letting go, but yeah.
0: Well, it's you can clearly see it in your videos and your music. It's just allowing people to be and pushing themselves further. I like yeah. that. Now, there has been a lot of debate recently around the treatment of women in the entertainment industry. Yes. Wow. I know you're such a big topic, oh my gosh, so and powerful. <laughs> you have got the ladies' backs. What are your thoughts on gender equality and mm. sexism in the music industry? Do you think we have a problem?
1: I think oh that's such a I think it's so important to raise those. I think in any industry, there is so much underlining discrimination institutionally in social relationships and there are so many different layers to it whether it be you personally as a woman and how you feel about it overall in my experience i've i'm so lucky to have been surrounded by people who have been so supportive of my creative creative head and vision i just i want to be able to give that to every every woman every girl cuz i think there is there is so much that is told that we can't do and can't can't express ourselves without having to fight another battle, which I think is just so, so unfair. And I think, especially when it's creative and it's all about being honest and vulnerable, as a woman, that can be really hard because you're putting it on the table in front of, you know, a meeting full of men and sometimes that can feel so unfair how you get certain responses that don't necessarily give you justice of what you're trying to say. Um but yeah, I think every every creative woman deserves an ability to to make a difference and make, you know, make and That's make so beautiful change.
0: and it's so poignant what you just said. It's we're almost frightened to show femininity and vulnerability has become a bad thing. Yeah, And then if we try and assert ourselves, we're a bit So many
1: con- yeah. It's and I also think Especially, I I hate how there's become a culture as well where women are putting each other down as well. And that's really hard. I think there should be encouragement on, of each other because we are all fighting a battle which isn't against ourselves. It's against every, every society and what they've kind of thrown at us. And I think it's so important to uplift each other within that, um, especially creatively and not put each other down. You can
0: even see it. We talk to artists uh, through our magazine quite a lot mm. and it's always interesting the way when female artists are, say, going for a similar award, they're saying, this person is up against this person, this person is up against this person, whereas men yeah. are always like, oh, and we've got this guy and yeah, he's alongside. So, yeah. They're alongside or as women are against and the media have been always trying to start the this media, so-called cat fight. Yeah. They never happens. skew
1: a reality which has never, never been said. And it's just because that's exactly what people expect, and that's exactly what society tells us that's that's what should be right, you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be uplifting each other, we should be angry and and jealous and, and it's it's yeah it's really it's quite a conversation um for sure, but I think I don't know my experience I went to a girls' school and I have two sisters, and yet still i didn't feel like it was my place to pick up the pick up my voice and 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 you know I think there's this thing called which I think a lot of people have especially women where they feel intrusive in their workplace they feel like they're an intruder um and they feel like they're kind of like they shouldn't be that you know they shouldn't be in this powerful role and I've felt that so much I'm like no this isn't this isn't my position like I shouldn't be the one doing this and I think I've In the last two years, I've been able to, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, what the fuck? Who said that? Who made those rules there to make me feel like I shouldn't be doing what I love and and making music and doing it well? And I think people need to kind of believe in themselves and not listen to this kind of unsaid force which can be on our heads but mainly just people and how they talk to you and how people can put you down and stuff like that.
0: I like that that's how society can change things it's changing the way we think about it. Mm. Now you just mentioned you were at an all-girls school and you're surrounded by women but with this younger generation coming up now being I believe fully aware sexism is wrong and not to be tolerated do you think that we will see a day where sexism will completely disappear?
1: Um, I really 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 hope so and I think that isn't that is a goal and until we see that we shouldn't question whether it exists or not we should yeah we shouldn't question that I think it's hard because we've had centuries like people don't realize I think because we live in our own world we don't realize how much history is behind what we live on what are the power dynamics between men and women we are even you know 40 years ago 20 years ago the things that many women are having to deal with and i i'm not sure because even like the whole alabama abortion rights and how that that has been abused i feel like yes in our maybe in our bubble there will be a time where there is some sort of equality but you know in the majority of the world that are dealing with um so much more uh, inequality in, in third world countries and second world countries those places are dealing with so much that we don't know about because we live our own in our own little culture and I think we are so oblivious to that and we're fighting a battle which is definitely not the majority of women that they experience around the world and I think that's so important to remember like yes we might feel yeah we you know I'm a I'm a woman I'm in a position of power and that's incredible and I'm uplifting other women but there are still women around the world who don't have an education don't have uh, any rights to abortion and so many countries still don't have rights to abortion and that I don't know I think it's we shouldn't even assume that there is gender equality until there there also in So keep fighting our are.
0: bubble and then expand the bubble.
1: Expand. We've got a ex- little bubble, big bubble. Made <laughs> the big bubble. I love this. For sure. Now
0: I know you've got your album coming out. We've been in
1: Adelaide oh. recording, we've been
0: singing about songs. What is up next for Millie Turner? Oh my God.
1: Honestly, I don't even know. No, um, I'm. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of um, creative visuals with music videos. Um, I've just filmed one and we're in the process of editing, which is so fun because I love editing and I love all of that stuff. Um, So we're doing a lot of music videos, um, a lot of working on new releases and building up some sort of visual, visual grouping of songs that can be something and release to the world.
0: Oh well Millie so exciting (laughs) May you continue to be all-encompassing. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Millie. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Millie's latest single, Swimming Pool, is out now across all platforms. Make sure you get out there and stream and download as much as you can and watch out for her debut album coming up. We will keep you all updated on its release date in womeninpop.com. Do not forget Women in Pop issue six with Lady Gaga on the cover is out now. We have a glorious 10-page feature on Gaga and Madonna, plus interviews with Julia Jacqueline, Grace Carter, Bananarama, Maya, Olympia, and many more. To get your copy, go to womeninpop.com forward slash subscribe now. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will be back again soon. Until then, goodbye from myself and Millie Turner. Goodbye! (laughs)